God bless. God bless. God bless the saints. We praise God for each and every one of you that have joined in with us. Praise God for you. Let's go to the word of God tonight. Um, we're still in Malachi, the book of Malachi. And um, I think last time we spoke about, about in getting in position, uh, positioning ourselves. Tonight, um, I want to talk about the reason why we you tithe to have God's blessings poured out in your life. Uh, we tithe to have God's blessings um, poured out in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's why. And uh, stay with me. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles, of course. Get your Bibles. And... Uh, I was I, I was thinking about earlier this evening. I was thinking about um, something came across to me. Something I was reading, and um, what, what 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 if God made your income like your giving? What if God made your income like you give? What if God did that? Um, go, go with me to the book of Ecclesiastes first, chapter 10. <clears throat> I want to look at verse 19. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 19. And the preacher was talking to us out of the book of Ecclesiastics. And um, he was talking to us and he says, um, a feast is made for laughter and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. I thought I'd make sure I let you introduce that to you. I've been saying it for a while, but you'll find it in Ecclesiastics, um, that chapter uh, 10 and verse 19. Then Jesus picks it up in the New Testament and says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And we have to learn to get some wisdom related to that. Um, let's see here. Money, money will buy a bed, but it don't buy sleep. Money will buy books, but it won't buy brains. Money will buy food, but it won't buy an appetite. Money will buy the fineries of clothes and jewelry and things, but it won't buy beauty. Money will buy a house, but it won't buy a home. Money will buy medicine, but it won't buy health. Money will buy luxuries, but not culture. Money will buy amusement, but it won't buy happiness. Money will, 
will buy a crucifix you can hang it around your neck, but it won't buy Jesus. It won't buy a savior. Money will buy you a church, but it won't buy heaven. So money. So when you look at tithing, now let's go to the the good book of Malachi. In in tonight's lesson, my my objective is to understand, or my objective is for you to discover um, when you tithe, it allows God's blessing to be poured out in your life. When you tithe, it allows God's blessing to be poured out in your life. So, my brothers and sisters, to really understand what Malachi is teaching, you you, you, you kind of have to understand through the scripture text. Uh, a lot of the people that had an agricultural lifestyle, you know, they were farmers and things, they had that type of lifestyle. Um, and many, because many of the Israelites were, were farmers. Um, so they depended upon the concept of what we call seed time and harvest. That was in order for them to survive. So when you look at, you know, and you have to look at, uh, and, and, you know, the area, this is, how, this is how you study God's word. Find out who's talking, to whom they're talking to, what the problem is, and the outcome. I've been teaching that for a long time. Find out who's talking, to whom they're talking to, what the problem is. And then the outcome. So Jesus' audience were farmers. So then when he talked about seed time and uh, harvest, he did that so they understood what they had to do in order to survive. So um, the people of God, they planted their seeds in the ground, corn, wheat, uh, and all the other crops that they had. And then once they planted it in the ground, they waited for the harvest, or they waited for uh, the rain. So there are two types of rain. There, there are two, two types of rain and when, when the scripture um, talks. Um, the former rain, that was there in the springtime for planting. And then there was what we call the latter rain. And that was during the um, the fall, um, the fall time. Without the rain that came from the windows of heaven, there would be very little or at times no harvest. And there was it was interesting to look at, and I was watching the news. Just briefly, because I'm fasting consecration, I try not to talk on the phone, a lot of talking, a lot of excess talking, and I try not to watch a lot of television, and I stay away from movies, and I want God to get everything, because I want to be pleasing God's eyesight, and I want to be able, I want my spiritual man to be powerful, so we have a lot of things, a lot of battles to fight, amen, so I want to be sharp, I want to be powerful, so... Um, I tried to do a lot of extra stuff. And so anyway, but I was happy to be watching the news briefly, see what the weather's going to be like. And they talked about the rain and stuff in California, you know. And um, um, they, 
the rain that has came, and you know they've been in a in a this horrific drought for such a long time, and now they're getting all this rain, reservoirs and stuff. With them, they're getting a lot of rain, and I think one uh, it was interesting that one of the the farmers that grew grapes for his winery said, you know what, my my grapes do better when it's uh, dry, drought like, than when a lot of rain. That you know, too much rain can rot in the roots in the ground, you know, but um, so there's two, scripture, there's just two rains, the, the former rain and the latter rain, and um, uh, something else we need to consider um, as being um, people of God, that um, God had former rain and sowed, in the former rain, they had sowed their seeds in the field, and so they waited for the first harvest. As soon as they got the first harvest or the first fruits, they calculated the tithe. Now, now remember, this is the, the, the people were of the farmers, but they calculated the, their tithe from their first seeding and, 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 and whatnot. And the, you know, the tenth, and they took it to the storehouse. Um, or church and gave it to the priests, all right? So the farmers believed that God continued to rain upon his harvest and made it bountifully, and in turn, the tither would return to the field and reap the remaining portion of his harvest after he took the tenth and calculated that and gave it to the priests. And so the, the farmer use some of his harvest or food for um, the seed for the next year. Um, write this down someplace. If you eat all of today's seed, you cut off your future. Some people just eat, eat it all at one time. If you eat up everything now, there won't be enough for the next time. So what's the revelation here? The Israelites brought, the farmer brought his tithes to the storehouse and gave an offering from his harvest. But he expected God to open the windows of heaven the next year and rain in the spring for planting and in the fall for harvest. If you notice in the scripture text, um, the rain or the blessing from the windows of heaven was not poured out on the tithe or the offering. It was poured out on the field. Did you get that? It was poured out on the field hmm? where the farmer had planted. All right? So the blessing or the rain in Malachi chapter 3 and 10. Did you have that? Is poured out on something that you have planted in the earth. Huh? You have to plant the seed so the rain will come to grow it. Huh? So you need to have uh, the my brothers and sisters, you got to have some kind of concept in plan in planning in the earth. 
or planting in the community for God to prosper in. You, you, you really cannot, you cannot expect to have God pour out a blessing on the fields where there is nothing planted. How many times have you heard me say that Miracle Central is good soil? I've been saying it for a long time. It's good soil. You have to plant the seeds so God can send rain on the seeds. Did you get that? The rain only falls on something that has been planted. If you don't plant, the rain won't come. Huh? So when, when we tithe, we expect God to give. Huh? And that strategy means um, or ability makes things that you have planted on the earth to prosper. If you don't have something planted in the earth, then don't expect for your harvest to come, huh? Now, when you when you look at the time and the jumps, now we move to verse eleven, Malachi three and eleven. He says, "What what does it say? Come on, read it." Uh huh, and not destroy the fruits of your ground. Now, read it again. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Keep reading. Your vine casts her fruit before the time in the field. Something is so powerful of this. You tithe, so God will rebuke the devourer for you. Now, in this lesson, or with this lesson also, you you discover how tithing releases God to rebuke the devourer for you. Um, remember, we're dealing with farmers, and we got to understand agriculture, you know, and. Um, that they were God's, you know, covenant people, Israel. So Israel depended upon God to prosper them. He's sending what? The former rain and what? I said two rain, remember? The former rain and the latter rain, right? Okay. So the farmers needed God to act also. They needed to keep the pests from eating up their crops that they work so hard to grow. So in the scripture, um, you, you, you'll find in, in the scripture, you will find um, four major insects in the scripture. And these four major insects pests, they would devour the crops of, of, the, of the Israelites. And these pests, these pests are found in Write this down. You can go to it later. Uh, Joel chapter 2 and verse 2. Uh-huh. And it says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm. And it says, my great army, which I sent, you want to underline that. 
the great army that I sent among you. So the four pests include the, the, the locusts. Now, the locusts or the invasion of the locusts are the some can can cause some of the heaviest calamities that can happen to a farmer or a country. Um, they're 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 so um, I, I don't know they they can be so well recently well recently about a year or so ago um, the locust was so heavy and I think it was in um, some of the southern hemisphere I want to say it it was Africa or someplace down there but anyway they were so the locust was so thick that the people, they sent people out in the fields with uh, sheets and fans and different things, noisemakers, they're trying to scare away. But they came in so to where it was like a blanket. And they devoured the crops tremendously, um, these locusts. And they were so thick, amen, that they cast a shadow upon the earth. My brother says, no, no walls can stop them, um, doors and windows, none, none of that. And if you look at Exodus chapter 10, write this down. Exodus chapter 10, verses 1 through 19. It was a consuming army. And they ate every green thing, strip, stripping the trees and until the land was pretty much just stripped the vegetation, there was no signs of vegetation. That's the locust. Number two is the canker worm. That's Joel chapter 1, verse 4, 2, and 25. These licking locusts, which they lick up the grass in the field, um, they were at a certain stage, and they really, they just had emerge from the state of the um, the caterpillar state, the canker worm. Um, number three, the caterpillar. Now remember, these, these are the ones that the Lord said that he would rebuke, okay? The canker worm. In the Old Testament, you find them in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 37. And then... Um, Second Chronicles, chapter six and twenty-eight. Now there's one more. Psalms seventy-eight and forty-six. Do you have that? And, and these, 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 they were a species of locusts, or the same one of the transformation which. Um, the locusts, they, they went from the different stages. All right. Then it says the palmer worm. And you find that in Joel 1 and 4, 2 and 25. And then these are the wingless locusts. And they all this, and then they, they would migrate. Um, now the Bible calls the Bible calls these insects the devourer 
And the reason why the Bible calls them the devour because they destroyed the increase. All right? They destroyed the increase. Once these insects got into the field, whether wheat or corn or whatever the, the crop was, my brother says there was no hope for a harvest. Once these um, insects got into the crop, you could really, what, what did you say, kiss it goodbye? You know, there was, there was no, no hope for the harvest. But look at what God said. God promises that the person who tithes, that he would rebuke the what? The devourer for their sake. God will stop the destruction. Hmm? The destructive nature of these insects. Now, my brothers and sisters, most of us, almost all of us, not farmers, but there are spiritual insects that also come to destroy. There's negative spiritual forces, and God will still rebuke them from destroying what is rightfully yours. So the Bible calls the, the devourer a thief. Look at St. John 10.10. 10. I wish I had my other. Look at St. John 10.10. 10. And you kind of know it by heart, right? The thief come. There, there you go. There you go. But I, I want you to look, look, look at it. So you, you know we have it. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy, right? But then Jesus said in 10b, I come that they might have life and that they might have it what? More abundantly. So rebuke means to criticize, reprove sharply, reprimand, check, repress, repress, speak severely to a person because he has done wrong, right? So this means that when you tithe, every time the devil seeks to harm your increase, the Lord will check him. Huh? Come on, you got to put a praise on that. Every time the enemy comes, God will check him for your sake. Huh? So one word from the Lord will stop. Listen, write this down. One word from God. Just one word from God will stop anything from happening. Just one word. So look at, and in, in, in our fast and consecration, uh, my brother and sister, we've been looking at Isaiah um, 55 and 11, right? That's been almost our main theme throughout the fast of consecration. So it's a so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. So if we are having difficult a difficult time getting ahead financially, I wonder, have you checked to see if the devourer is eating up your increase? Huh? Maybe, just, just maybe the curse of the devourer is in your life. Just 
may be the curse of the devourer is in your life. Huh? Thank you. So listen here. Watch this. The car breaks down. The washer dryer stops prematurely. Unexpected sickness. Bills you can not explain. Could be signs that the devourer is working in your life. So God is saying, I want to stop the devourer from eating up your seed. Huh? And all you have to do is just what tie. So listen, if you notice, my brothers and sisters, you can't rebuke the devourer. Look at um, the scripture again. You got it? Malachi 3 and 11. What did it say? That I will rebuke the devourer. You know what that means? You can't do it. God is the one that does what? God has to rebuke the devourer, right? Okay. Are you with me? Let's, let, let's go a little further. All right. If you look at the stop the effects of the devourer, then the negative stuff, the crops that were being destroyed. So now since we got the four types of insects that came to destroy the crops, all right? These were natural pests. But these natural pests actually robbed God's people. These natural pests robbed, robbed God's people from their tithe or robbed God's people, the ones that refused to tithe. These natural pests robbed them. Huh? So when a person refused to tithe, he or she understands they are under curse. Because the question is asked, will a man rob God, right? And it says, yet you have robbed me. But then you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. So it says, you are cursed with the curse, for ye have robbed me. Now, what is a curse? A curse is an evil that have been invoked Upon, upon a person. Now the cause of the evil or misfortune or trouble, there's four areas. Is that invoked on the person, the cause of the evil, the misfortune or trouble, and um, then you can appeal to God for power to come and deliver you. You have the power to call upon God uh, to deliver you, right? But the curse is upon a divine or supernatural power to send injury upon a person. Hmm? It comes to a specific person or group. He causes evil. He causes misfortune upon the person. So the curse of Malachi chapter 3 verses 8 and 9 there's, it is supernatural. My brothers and sisters, it produces the supernatural attacks of the enemy. 
it produces natural enemies as the locust cankerworm and the four that we talked about um, that happened to um, the children of Israel back on the days of yesterday. So do you not know even that curse is still in effect even as I speak? But now it's a supernatural effect. It's a supernatural thing. It's, it's spiritual. Instead of the insects being released to destroy the crops of God's people, here we have what? Demonic spirits are released. They're released in order to cause tremendous economic hardships in the life of the non-tither. I'm talking about the non-tither. So this curse takes many forms in the life of those who refuse. All right? Many forms. So Israel, well, we know the curse that devoured them was the fruits of the ground. What the thing that Israel, they worked so hard for. Listen, put a pin there. People work hard for their finances. Why, why would you work so hard and allow the enemy to talk to your mind for you not to be a tither and then have supernatural forces come against your hard work? You have the, you, the seed that you planted will be destroyed and you allow. Well, let's see here. The word destroyed means decay, ruin, corrupt, loose, spoil, or just utterly waste. So a non-tither can expect demonic spirits to cause their hard earned increase to spoil or to waste or to perish. Huh? This thing about the raises on your job that a person should get. This thing about it. You should get it, but it's going to somebody else. Huh? All of those accounts that should be um that, that you have, the, the things that you, uh, well, let me keep, help me say keep it real, Pastor. You signed up for that credit card. And I think that you have to agree with all the terms and the obligations of that credit card. I, I think it's in it's just some false small print somewhere, right? Now, and, it's, and sometimes it's so small that you really want to say, oh, I'll decide it because all you see is the amount of the card. And something else that you didn't see, well, praise God, you didn't look at the APR. Huh? Now, the APR can vary. And sometimes you can get them at 14%, 17%, 26 And I think it's up now, it's, it's almost like 27, 27% now. Somebody can check me. It is ridiculous, right? And then they tell you how they, how they calculate 
the interest on your credit card. All you see is I have a spending limit. Uh, now, you will max out that card. Y'all told me to keep it real, right? Max out that card and that card. And then when the bills come, you act like you don't have to pay nobody. But let me tell you, see, when you get saved, God wants you to pay your bills. Or will you, will you tell somebody that's sitting close to you tell them that God wants you to pay your bills? So you know what? When you, when you don't pay your bills, you, you give God a bad rap. Huh? You know what? Because, uh, listen, listen. It used to be a time that, oh, praise Jesus, hallelujah, God. It used to be a time that you could go and if you wanted to get a house or a, I don't want to say a house, if you want to just, if, if you wanted to lease a place or rent a place, you could just go get it. But now they check your credit. At one time, they never did check your credit. Huh? And, and now, a lot of times, they'll ask you for your zip code. Well, your zip code gives them an idea on the, uh, what class of people or that area, what the worth of that area is. Now, that's a bad thing, you know, because everybody in maybe a not so great zip code, you know, there's some people that pay their bills. <laughs> now, I'm making this sense. Listen here. The enemy will come any kind of way. Look, go back to St. John 10, 10. He comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. Let me move on. You maxed out your credit cards. And now you won't pay them. Huh? You, you won't pay them. Why? You saying you're saved. Save folk pay to your bills. When you're saved. Huh? And really, you know, when you're saved, really. You're going against, when you go borrow, God said, I don't want you to be a borrower. I want you to be in a place to where you be a lender. Huh? So when you keep saying, you know, you, you robbing Peter, that ain't of God. You know what you be, you know what you just done? You are not a good steward over what God has blessed you with. And then you say, well, I cannot afford to pay tithes and give an offering. You wasn't born in debt. You did that since you were grown. You got yourself in debt. And now when you can't do what God is requiring you to do, you tell, well, I can't afford it. You really cannot afford not to pay. You give God what he has owned. You owe, that is what you owe God. So, Paying your tithes, giving the offering, that's your insurance policy. You can't afford not to do it. You already see that coming to praise God. Amen. Something I wanted to bring up to your attention. Praise God. You know, listen, there, there, is, um, there is a divine timing. You know, when, when it says... Um, there's, a, there's another form of the curse, was their vine. It says that their vine would cast her fruit before the time huh, in the field. 
What that means, my brothers and sisters, is that there is a timing for the increase. Write that down. There's a timing for my increase. And what happens is, that means that the timing for your increase would always be off. My brothers and sisters, you will never operate in God's divine timing. You need to, you need to operate in God's divine timing. And when you are out of his timing, that's when it talks about the vine would cast her fruit before the time in the field. That means you are not operating in God's divine timing. Yes. Look at your seed. Is your seed being ate up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what, my sister? Then you really know you're in bad shape when you don't have no seed. All right? Doors will be always open early or late in your life. Now, you would say, well, Brother Pastor, that'd be good for your doors to be open early. No, it's not. Because God has a timing. You can't be too early and you can't be too late. Huh? You got to be really in God's divine timing. We have to learn. Can you help me say, learn to operate in God's timing. Now put a praise on it, somebody. Come on, praise God. When a person ties, these effects will never happen. You get the raises that you're supposed to get, amen, and things will last much longer than you expected. So because you're operating in God's timing, huh? And it, when you walk into God's timing, that produces all of the blessings in your life. You can't go wrong when you're moving in God's timing. Huh? So, do you not know God wants you to move in his timing so people will come and ask you, how'd you get that? Where'd that come from? Do you not know that you moving in God's timing allows you to be a witness for God? Huh? When God starts blessing you, you have an opportunity now to show forth the praises of God. And you're able to speak and tell the people, the God that I serve has blessed me. Huh? When God blesses you, you become a living witness of the God of the Bible. Y'all to praise God about that. I'm blessed. So somebody else can come to me and say, hey, why you, why, how'd you get that? You know what? Praise Jesus. Somebody may say, listen, now, listen, we work at the same job. And I pretty much know we kind of make the same amount of money. Now, how in the world did you buy that full-length mink coat and them diamond in the ring? Huh? Something now, you you you're doing something crooked. See, the world thinks when you're being blessed, you're doing something crooked like they are. Huh? Oh, but when you serve the God of the Bible, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 
the earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Come on and praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. When you return to God, his tithe, that will stop the destroyer or stop the devourer. Can I go a little further? Let's see here. Your, your tithing causes those around you to call you blessed. Look at Malachi, that same chapter. Can you look at verse 12? Can you read verse, verse 12? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And all nations will call you blessed. Is that right? Now listen. It says people will look at you and say what? How blessed you are. Huh? Now, when you tithe, people are watching. People watch those, remember I gave you Christian. Christians means Christ-like. Christian means Christ-like, okay? And when you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you follow the teachings of Jesus. Is that right? I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Any disciples in the room? If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, that means you Follow the teachings of Jesus. Now, how can you be a disciple of Jesus Christ and you don't follow the teachings? What's your excuse now? We've always got them, right? So, from the previous two sections of Malachi that I just discussed, we understand what happens to those who don't tie. A curse is automatically... Release. No ifs, ands, buts about it. And so this is true in the life of the believers and non-believers alike. So in the days of old, a nation that was not in a covenant relationship with God could expect what? The locust? What else? The canker worm? What else? The caterpillar, and one more. The palmer worm to do what? To destroy or devour their crops. Is that right? Also, they couldn't expect what? The former rain to help? Why? Because there is what? Or, and there was no seed. Remember, the former rain rains on what? The seed. God reigns on the sea. Can, can y'all remember that one? When God reigns a former and latter reign, he reigns on the sea. The seed what? The seed that's been planted. If you have not planted no seed, don't expect God to reign on your seed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That makes sense, right? If there's no seed in the ground, don't expect your crop to come up, right? Because 
the water, if the seed is planted, then the water germinates the seed that's in the ground and causes growth. But if there is no seed, all you have is watery dirt, mud, and no growth. Look at somebody tell them, I want something to grow, and I don't want mud. I've never seen a, a mud tree. I've never seen a mud plant grow up. Oh, come look at my muddy plants. Come on, come on. Just put your hands up and praise Jesus. Come on, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Listen, 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 listen. Can just think what they were saying when their crops were being devoured and their pests. Uh, but now, just think about what we have. It, it, listen, what do you think that the surrounding nations were thinking about when they saw the nation of Israel crops growing. Okay, let's see here. You have a farm on the east end of town. I have a farm on the west end of town. My crops are growing. We're in the same time. Your crops ain't. What will come to your mind? Some, in other words, something going on. You got something going on that I don't have going on. Is that right? Praise Jesus. <laughs> so God's covenant people, my brother and sister, was, Israel was experienced prosperity because the insects that were eating everyone else's crops never touched their crops. Also, every spring when it was time to plant, God's people received the former rain. At harvest again, God's people received the latter rain. So these other nations, these heathen nations, you, you, you know good and well they had to wonder what's going on. huh? So Malachi 3 and 12, what, what is it saying? When a believer ties, the negative things affected the lives of those around you will never affect you because God's promised to protect you and everything you possess. Huh? The negative effects of the bad, now this is, watch this. I don't care how bad the economy can get or will get or that we hear about today. It doesn't matter how, how bad the economy is going to get. God is going to take care of what? Us. You believe that? Huh? God's going to take care. Your increase is going to remain intact. While you see everybody else's increase, fall. Now, you know, what's interesting is, think about um, your family. Think about your family, your relatives, your co-workers, neighbors, and all of this. Think about how many people around you that's been victimized by the enemy's attack. 
And then this question said, and, and the statement is made that when you cease from sin, every fool be meddling. When you cease from sin and understand that that um, uh, what, what God is requiring from us, and we follow God's word, what God is saying, we, we live as close to God's word as possible. And then when your family, your friends, your co-workers, and them start seeing you prosper, you know, then they 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 want to hate on you. Huh? Yes, because why? God is doing something in your life. God has some better things for us. I just think now, now wait a minute. Even through a through a time of um, a bad economy, even the believer can't get touched. Hmm? You can go through a bad, I want to say a stretch of hard time with everybody else. But what God does for you is better in bad times than everybody else. You can lose your house, and God will give you something else. Sometimes losing that one, you find you've gotten something better when you think it was a loss to you. One of your losses is really a plus. God is the ultimate mathematician. He can take a loss and make it an increase. Um, let, let, let me see if I can dumb, dumb this down. Got seven minutes left. You know, there's people that are able to flip houses, right? They can take somebody's loss and get a house for, I'll say, like what, twenty-two thousand, and put it on the market. Flip it. Oh, I just hear the Holy Ghost talking to me. God can flip that. Well, I spoke too soon, didn't I? They can flip that house and sell it for $135,000. What was a loss really was really a gain. Uh, look at somebody tell them. God can take your loss and flip it and make it a gain. You ought to put a praise on that somehow. Because you are good, a good steward. Uh -huh. So let me let me go a little, a little further. It says, now the Bible says that all nations shall call you blessed. So the word blessed in the Hebrew means to be straight, to be level, to be right or happy. To go forward or to prosper, to guide, to lead, to relieve. That is to be blessed. Now, so what so the scripture is saying, uh, when you tithe, while everybody else is going backwards because of the negative effects of what? The devourer, God is going to move you forward. While things seem to go backwards, God is moving you forward. And you know what God will have you do? While things are going backwards and you going forward, God lets you look in the rearview mirror. How many of you have driven on, on the interstate? Highway? You know, when you change lanes, when you, you know, 
Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And when you legally are going the speed limit, uh-huh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking at you. Uh, uh, <laughs> and you, you pass, uh, and you laughing, you laughing too, I see you over there. Uh, you look, you ever pass the car and you look in the rearview mirror at him? Uh-huh. And you just, and you just, you know, it sometimes looks like they're standing still. Or it looks like they're going slow. They're really not going slow. You're just going fast. <laughs> they're not going slow. You're just going fast. What am I trying to tell you? God will put you in a place, hallelujah, that you'll pass folk look like they're standing still because you have did what God told you to do. And even in difficult times, case in point, I, I, I got to go. When, because of Ahab and his doings, God shut up heaven. Yes, didn't he? And it didn't rain. Now, that was on everybody. Is that right? But if you notice, God always sustains his people, even through a drought. Even in difficulty, God blesses people. One of the worst that we know of in our lifetime, you that are in my generation, um, you that born in the 50s in my generation, this is the worst time I ever observed in my life was COVID-19. But do you not know, and I got the clothes, during COVID-19, I told First Lady Claire, I said, I, I said, First Lady, now you watch. In this pandemic, they're going to be more, they're going to be, they're going to create more millionaires through this pandemic than ever before. More millionaires was created during the COVID-19 pandemic. People had financially, they were financially better than they've ever been in their life. And you know what happened? Instead of them taking the overflow and paying their debt off, my, my sister, they should have did the mushroom effect. Huh? Remember the mushroom? You taught us the mushroom effect, right? Instead of, I'll never forget it. Huh? Snowball effect. I, I said mushroom, snowball effect. Thank you for the correction. Snowball effect. They went on ahead. Now, how in the world can you, how in the world can you go to a store and buy all the lobster and crabs and say, I'm gonna have it. What what they call that? A crab feast or something, something they do and they all this. Yeah, have a big crab boil. And you know how high crab is? Now you've been eating tuna. All these years, and all of a sudden, you want to buy all the lobster and crab. You know what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor. Said neighbor, <coughs> the devil's ugly. God wants us to be a good steward. All right. God wants us to be a good steward, and God will rebuke the devourer. If you receive that, come on and praise God. God bless you, my brothers and sisters tonight. I thank God. I pray this was a blessing unto you. If you have not been a tither, 
do that. Maybe the reason why things are happening because you're not you you've robbed God. You have not sold, and um, the the devourer has came and destroyed your crops to the place that you don't even have any seed to plant. So Saint John said, "The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that you may have life, heaven more abundantly." Be blessed of God. I thank you for tuning in to Living the Word with Pastor Craig. May the Lord bless you.